Welcome to the Overcomers Unite podcast. We believe that struggling well and overcoming are essential ingredients in your leadership journey. We share leaders' stories of overcoming to encourage and inspire you to keep pressing on. I'm your host, Grace Esther. Today, we get to hear one of my friends, Kevin Nickerson, share his life story and how he has turned pain into purpose. I'm asking you to open your heart to hear what he has to say. Without further ado, let's hear Kevin's story. Welcome to Overcomers Unite. Today we have a very special guest, Kevin Nickerson. Kevin and I met at Biola through a network. I don't even remember how many years ago, like a while back. And yeah, it's been been a a minute. Uh, And one of the things I really appreciate about Kevin is his heart for seeing and acknowledging people. And um, I feel like calling them up into more just in my uh, like short, different interactions with him. I felt like even just like the coach in him, um, him doing that for me. And I mean, we didn't spend a ton of time together, but just even in that short amount of time that I did spend with him, I, I feel like his presence like elevates others. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear his story and his heart and some of his journey. So hi, Kevin, super excited for you to share today. How's it going? Hi, Grace. How you doing, Grace? I'm going fantastic. Yes. So excited for you to share. Can you just share a little bit about your background, what you're currently up to, um, just a little about yourself? Yeah. Okay. Well, my background is, I like to say this because I, I do live in LA that I'm born and raised in Kansas city. And, uh, so I need everybody to know that, that I'm a Kansas city kid, Yes. uh, that, uh, endured some, some tough things like everybody else, but, um, God has been faithful. He allowed my, uh, my passions and my dreams to, to push me and to pursue me. And, and uh and allow me to persevere but yeah so I'm I'm, I'm just a Kansas City kid yes. uh living in LA uh getting to do what I love and that's serving people mm. uh, I love being a husband of my wife uh Bibi uh and my four children Zacarias, Lydia, Hannah and Gideon and so I'm just thankful for that and so that's who I am uh in a nutshell a father a husband and a guy that's serving Jesus or trying to anyway. <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah. So uh, you have a little bit of an athletic background as well, which I appreciate as a uh, CrossFit weightlifter, all of that. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about your um, love of sports and a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, you know, I started playing football when I was seven years old and I started because my mom, uh, wanted me to get out of trouble and stay out of, well, not really get, get out of trouble, but just to stay busy because I was always bouncing off the walls. I was a, a, a young man that was full of energy. Mm. And so she put me in sports. So I played football when I was seven years old. And, and again, that was my passion. That's what I love to do. I love football. So I eventually played in college at the Central Missouri State University, now uh, University of Central Missouri and, and played mm-hmm. seven years professionally. Uh, two in the CFL with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and then five years in the Arena Football League mm. uh, for the Austin Wranglers, the Arizona Rattlers, and then the Orlando Predators. So I was fortunate. I was blessed to get to uh, get paid to play a game mm. that I love. And and yeah, so that's what 
That was my, that's my love for, for sports. Yes. Yeah. I, I love that about you as being someone who continues to just like, I, I feel like there's so much that we as humans learn through sport, whether it's football or soccer or basketball or weightlifting. And so I feel like there's so many parallels to life and like our emotions being trained and all, all of those things. So I just, um, I really love that. So kind of in your journey, was there, or like what point do you feel like you were coming up against things feeling like, why is this so hard? Um, why does this have to be this way? Uh, what kind of point was that for you? And kind of what was the circumstances surrounding that? Well, um, you know, being a, a young man, especially a black man growing up in the inner city of Kansas City, uh, the norm is um, not having a father in your home or even present. Mm. So that was that was that was normal for me. Mm. Uh, and my father wasn't in the home and, and there were some relationship issues there. And 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 when I was really in the seventh grade is when I when I started to ask myself, why is this hard? Why is it this way? That's when I began to develop a lot of my bad habits and even some of the, some of the things that still uh, hinder me today. But, but I remember when I was in seventh grade and, and just having that, that void of my father not being uh, around, uh, like absolutely not around uh, from being around just a little bit. And, yeah, it, it was it was challenging for me, and it set me on a course. Um, you know, n- not all bad stuff, but definitely not a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of in your journey, kind of um, having that absent father, um, what kind of things came up for you um, emotionally that maybe you didn't realize at that time? but later on were impacting like how you were showing up in your, in your presence in the different places that you were at. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I think, you know, at the time as a kid, um, I, I, I felt just anger. Right. And then as you get older and then you begin to evaluate and you start looking at your life, you start understanding that it was deeper than, than anger. It was, it was, um, fear mm. it was uh abandonment it was uh th- there's a lot of different things but i i just know that it was bitterness it, it things had just kind of uh actually being ashamed that you know um that your dad wasn't around and you yeah. know in those crucial moments mm-hmm. i felt like in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then that stuff, like you said, it, mm-hmm. I would show up in places where I would be just angry. I would be, uh, untrust. I, w- I wouldn't trust people. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was tough, but it also allowed me to develop some other good things, mm-hmm. like understanding what loyalty was, was wow. like and, and developing other things that that might not have been able to be developed in me wow. if I had that situation, you know, because I, right. I 
I know that all things work for for the good of those who love Jesus and are called according to His purpose. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So I would show yeah. up angry and upset for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then what was the 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 shift for you in these experiences where you were like kind of fatherless and in that space and then kind of stepping into receiving the love of Jesus. What was that process like for you and how did that um, kind of change direction of your life? Well, it was two things. Number one, it was a, it was a man by the name of Timothy Lamar Mm -hmm. O'Neill. He was my football coach and he loved me like a son. Uh, He passed away a few years ago almost seven years ago now and talking to his mother and, and even to his daughter, who is my sister. I just actually, yeah. uh, she got, she played at the university of Kansas and she was a basketball. She was a point guard. She was a, she was really good. So good. And I just, she gave me a Jersey and I just actually sent her a picture of her Jersey and telling her that I was thinking about her today, but it was, it was coach Tim who came and, mm-hmm. and actually just loved me. Uh, he loved me hard. Uh, he, wow. he, he gave me some some good stuff. Mm-hmm. He gave me a lot of good stuff, and, okay. and so he was he was there. And the Lord put him and other men in my life that were around me that that couldn't be my father, but but you know put some different things in me. But Coach Tim, he was uh, the most pivotal uh, individual I can say in my life wow. because I, I didn't really run with the Lord. Back then, I would go to church and went to church as a kid, but I didn't know God. And, yeah. and I don't know. If, well, I think God knew me, obviously. Yeah. Because, yeah. because as you you said, like, what was the process? So it started with Coach Tim. And then as I got into college, um, you know, I would go up and down in my faith. I would read the Bible sometime, but I would be doing wild things. And, and yeah. then I didn't get drafted into the NFL. And then I really went topsy turvy. But even when I was, uh, drinking, partying, hanging out with girls and doing stuff like that, just, just being reckless with my life, uh, the Lord was protecting me. He protected yeah. me through that whole thing. And then, uh, February 1st in 2003 at my grandmother's funeral, mm-hmm. uh, that's when the Lord and I, we had a, a head on collision and it was one of those, I'm not going to say it was a, a Paul moment, but it probably was a Paul moment because, wow. um, yeah, because he just, he spoke to me directly. It wasn't a pastor preaching a sermon. Yeah. They were celebrating my grandmother's life actually. And yeah. then, and then the Lord just, he spoke to me clearly that, Hey man, it's been me all alone. It's been protecting you, been, been God. all of those things. And so that day, uh, it didn't get easier, right? Uh, but but it was it, it's been worth it. So I still have some of the same struggles that I've had since I was a kid that I'm working that I'm working through. But the Lord has been there the whole way. He's provided yeah. great mercy for me. Yes, I love that because His mercies are new every morning, and His grace is new every day. And like in our weakness, that's when we're strong. And so I just like, I love that about your story. So in your life journey, um, it's really cool to hear just kind of about 
your childhood because uh, I know kind of what you've done with mentoring young men mm-hmm. and how you like that has been so much of your life. So can you kind of share about how you stepped into that and maybe even share about um, what you're doing currently um, and kind of how that was born? Um, yeah, I'd love for people to hear about that. Well, so we, so I'll start with what, what we're doing now. So okay. we started an organization uh, called Game Breakers Academy. And the reason why it's called Game Breakers Academy is be, is not just because uh, of what we expect people to do athletically, but we also expect our, our young people to, to, um, to defy expectations because the men that the type of young men that I deal with are young men that were like me. Um, they're men of color. Um, they have an extreme talent, but they need direction. They need help and they need to be able to learn how to push past the the hard things, uh, because there's going to be hard things in life. And so, but the name came from, that's what they would call me in college game breaker. But then it just kind of, you know, morphed into this, this, this thought of, and this concept, this idea of, man, only thing, uh, when you're a game breaker, you don't need a whole lot of space. You just need a, a, a little opportunity. You just yeah. need a crease to run through. And that's all I, I that's all I needed was a crease yes. opportunities to, uh, to yeah. make plays. And that's what I, that's what I would do. Come on. I feel like that's how the Lord has been. He just given me opportunities and opportunities, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm I'm really I'm really literally living off the legacy of Coach Tim. Mm. I'm just doing the things that that Coach Tim did for me. Mm. Uh, as a young as a young man, I, I mean, he gave me some of the toughest love I've ever experienced in my life. But yeah. I knew that he loved me, and yeah. and so I'm just building on what he started in my life. Uh, as far as the mentoring and coming alongside of people that you can see something in. Mm-hmm. And and they, and you know that they need help. So that's what that's what we're doing. We're just simply, yeah. uh, it's really my life, and I'm just yeah. trying to live it out and give it back. Because yeah. one of our thoughts is, is that, and this was something that Coach had always instilled in me. He's like, "Man, don't ever forget where you come from. Don't ever forget uh, to reach back and help." I mean, he had me uh, doing football camps when I was, you know, in college, and I was a uh, a stud, I would come, hey, hey, got some boys here. I need you to come. I need you to work with these guys. I need you to be with them. I need you to do that. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. I've been doing that, you know? And so I, you know, people are in my house. Well, obviously not now during COVID. People are not in my house. Yeah. My house is open. Yeah. We we play video games together. We, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, we do life together. And so that's, that's essentially without going into all the details. That's that's how it started. It started as a as a as a vision in my heart to do what Coach Tim did for me mm-hmm. and actually build on it because Pop, I'm gonna call him Pop, he didn't he didn't necessarily instill spiritual things in me. Mm-hmm. So he taught me the value of hey, make sure you get an education, make sure you kick behind when you're on the field. You gotta be the best. So put in the work, do all of that. But he didn't build the spiritual thing in me. And so what I'm doing is building on the athletics and the education. And now the thing that really is going to get you uh, to the next level is your your faith in the Lord. I mean, 
literally, Grace, I was just talking to my son. We went on a run this morning. We started running today. Uh, yes. I've been trying to tell him, hey, man, you need to have endurance if you want to mm-hmm. really be be good. And so he was talking to me about something. And I just told him, I said, man, I literally just told him this about three hours ago. I said, hey, if if I had my focus on the Lord and not on these other things, mm. I promise you I would have been a lot further, a lot faster. And you probably wouldn't have seen the, you probably wouldn't see the, the tattered and torn man that you see today. But even in oh. that, it's still, it's still, it's still cool because God right. he uses everything for his right. purpose. But just like, Hey, you know, if you have your focus right on the right things, mm-hmm. then it, it'll work itself out. And so that's what I, that's what we do. And my son is a game breaker and yes. he, he gets it worse than all of them, but <laughs> you know, but so that's good. What we do. Yes, so good. And I I love that so much because when I'm hearing you talk about like the different places that you're highlighting in like raising these young men up, it really sounds like moral formation, which is giving them like a um giving them a base of like mm-hmm. character yeah. um to work off of that's rooted in the Lord and that's something I'm really passionate about. And so like hearing hearing that that's what you're doing just gets me so excited because like um from where I'm at I'm cheering you on because I we need more of that and I yeah that just gets me so excited so kind of um I'm going to switch a little bit to kind of um kind of like recent events and just different things that have been happening in our world um like with COVID and just everything that's kind of been coming up with um, race, what have been some ways that you have been able to care for your mental, emotional, um, spiritual health um, and ways that you've been able, yeah, just been able to take care of yourself in the midst of all of this? And that's a hard question, but uh, and I don't mean to sound, I know we on a Christian or believers podcast or whatever, but truly, and I know you probably want to hear this, but it's truly been yeah. uh, conversations with the Lord, conversations with uh, people that I trust and that I, that I value their opinions. And that's literally what's, what's gotten me through in my family. Like for yeah. some people, this has been a hard time, a horrible time. Like, it, it does get a little uh, frustrating just being in the house, but man, our my my wife and and my children, man, we've been having a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and anytime there's those down moments, it's really been the Lord, yeah, and really really trusted friends uh, because yeah. uh, with this with the race thing, mm-hmm. it's it never ends. Especially me being black, like, I got to deal with that every day. You know, especially in America, but, yeah. but uh, I don't, I don't dismiss it. Uh, but I, I, I try my best not to dwell on it. You know, even you know, just this week, it just a, a miscarriage of justice with Breonna Taylor, and just all of these different, mm-hmm. these different events that happen, and it's just, it's, yeah. it's hard. But yeah. you know, and we're, and I'm not, and I'm not putting the Jesus cloth over it. Like, oh, the Lord is gonna take care of it because we. You know, we know he will, but he does desire us to to be active and to try to change things. The prophets uh, spoke truth to power. You know, they they live dangerously for the Lord. And so yep. I'm trying to figure out what that looks yeah. like, and how that looks yeah. for me. 
you know, moving yeah. forward as an agent of change and grace yeah. and justice yeah. and even authority yeah. that the Lord has given me. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like um, out of that, I think fear of man is such a big thing that all of us as believers, I feel like we're being refined in this season. So can you share just a little bit about what that's been like for you and how you've been being able to use your voice more and like how you can encourage others to step into like, like getting rid of the fear of man and having fear of the Lord be over them. Right. Uh, well, I mean, literally prayer, asking God, yeah. uh, looking at the, looking at the scripture, right. Yes. Because I feel like, uh, what we, what we tend to do in, in, in our churches or like, for me, I'm a vocational minister. That's what I do. I just, everything that I do is centered around, uh, ministry and we, yeah. we get so, uh, consumed with trying to do stuff for God and not allowing him to do anything in you and me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we start, we, we start resting on what people say and not necessarily what the word says. Wow, that's so good. When you think about fear of man, it, it, you, you have fear of man because you don't know what the Lord is telling you or you're not able to hear or you're not in it for yourself. And so, uh, I feel like, yeah, that, I've, I've just been trying to listen to the Lord more and and do those do the things that I know are are basic and fundamental for my growth. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I I you know how you uh you've heard the saying dance with the one that got you there. Yeah. Uh I'm trying to dance with the one that got me in the places that I'm at yeah. and That's not crazy. worry about what other people say. Um, because he said he'll give us favor with, with himself and with man, if we do the things that he wants us to do. So I would, you know, so that's what I'm working through and it's a, it's a process. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I I wouldn't say I'm a people pleaser, but I know that my superpower is with people. You know, I love being with people. I'm a, I develop relationships and and things like that. Yeah. And you want people to be pleased with you. But when you, when that takes precedence over God being pleased with you, mm. then you have a problem. And then you're, yeah. you're no longer safe. Cause it says in his word that the fear of the Lord, I mean, mm. the, uh, uh, the fear of man is a snare, but those yeah. who trust in the Lord are safe. That's Proverbs good. 29 tells us that. And so yeah. when you start believing mm. in that stuff and what, what man is telling you, then you're not safe anymore. You you are exposed to whatever the devil wants to do with you and and in you. And you yeah. can be used by him as opposed to being a vessel for the Lord. And so, wow. yeah, we, we have to learn how to do that. That's so good. Cause I think like what you're saying to just like having your eyes focused on Jesus and his, and, and scripture and, I think that it can be so easy to think like I did this yesterday or to kind of just like get out of the habit. Um, but it's so true. Like that's where the, the power comes from and like the renewing of our minds it's in scripture. And so um, like what um, are your kind of like practical suggestions for people who are, um, I think a lot of us, myself included, um, we're on like social media a lot or like news and things like that. Um, and I think that that can kind of be, be damaging to our 
mental, emotional, spiritual health. So like, what are your suggestions for people in kind of like um, a daily like habit or routine of getting themselves, I guess, focused on Jesus, centered in the word? Like what are some like kind of practical things that you would tell someone who's kind of struggling to get into that space? So what I've been, what I've been doing is what the word says is I get up in the morning and I practice, I meditate. Like that was a practice that I thought was taboo. Like I don't meditate and don't, you know, don't do that. But I get up and, and I meditate and I meditate on God's word. Yeah. And then uh, I listen, I listen to the word. Because uh, I, I just repeat it over, I just listen to it. You know, with the uh, with these auto, audible Bibles, yeah, I listen yeah. to the word, okay. uh, and then I read the I, sh- I read the scripture uh, for myself, and um, so that, that those are the, the two main things that I that I that I would say is practical, yeah. and it's it's not uh, not being uh, religious; it's just being yeah. being in a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that should be our practice. You can't know what to do and how to be if you don't even know what it says. And so I've been just really, I've been doing that. Uh, and then I've been having really good conversations with, uh, with again, with people that I trust. Good. Uh, that's been very, I've, I've had weekly meetings with with uh, pastors that, that I hold in high regard that they don't tell me what I want to hear. They tell me what I need to hear. Uh, and then really spending time with my family taking care of my, my priority, yeah, which is my family. So I would say uh, meditating on God's word, uh, spending time where you able to clear your mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good. Spending time with your family and, and yeah. find people to talk to that's going to actually feed you and edify you. As yes. a, I mean, cause I, I mean, I have social media, but I'm as, I'm as, I'm as dormant on, social media and I haven't I haven't really looked on social media because it's so it's toxic in some in some ways because yeah. it starts to shape and form your own your thoughts and you yeah. can't you can't wrap your thoughts around what Jesus will have you do. Yeah, that's good. I I love what you brought up about um community, like are those people around you that tell you what you like need to hear, not just necessarily what you want to hear, because that's a choice to like plant ourselves like in a place like that. Mm-hmm. Because if, if we don't do that, we can just choose to have people tell us what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's like really valuable wisdom. Um, yeah. As well as like the social media thing, because I've noticed um, this whole season, I felt like God reminding me of um in Matthew, when he says, um, to love your enemies, mm-hmm. um, and to pray for those who persecute you. And so then like, I really felt like him telling me, it's like, love those that you disagree with. And that's like, and, and it's like, and, and that's the thing that keeps coming up for, for me personally. And when I, when I think about that, like, I feel like social media is such a place where it, um, arises this offense in us. And so what I've noticed for my own soul and spirit is that it doesn't help me to love my, um, those I disagree with, like being on social media. So like when you, when you're talking about like being off of it, it helps me like have a, an unoffended heart, like not being on it. Um, and so I love that you brought that up because it's, uh, I think it's wisdom to be aware (laughs) of our hearts. Like, yeah, 
But then I, I always say, because there's always some good sides to it. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you get to, and then you get to, but the people that you, that say they love you or they like you or whatever, and then, but you get to see where they are too. And That's so you, true. Yeah. you know, because I do believe that the Lord is, I heard it, that the Lord is calling us to choose a side. Are we going to be on the side of justice? Or are we going to be on the side of, you know, the other stuff? But yeah. that's a whole nother topic. But yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. So there is some good stuff to to social media. But just for me, it, it just makes me angry. Yeah. And yeah. I, it, nothing positive good yeah. happens when when I'm not in my in my good mind. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Like I think um, guarding our hearts like it's not. <laughs> Above all else, guard our hearts because that's where the issues of life flow from. Yes. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I agree. And so I think it's it's not I think people think of the guarding hearts in terms of like a relationship or like the but I think that it's more that it's more than just that. It's like it is life is relationships and we're navigating how <laughs> to do relationship with all of these people. And so I think it's really important to do that. So um kind of what um like one piece of advice would you give people kind of going into the end of 2020 in terms of, yeah, I guess like loving others and seeking God's heart, what would kind of be um, like one piece of advice or wisdom, maybe something God's been like putting on your heart, like telling you um, what is something you would tell people? To repent. Simple. That's good. Uh, To repent. I don't feel, I know for me, uh, I've had to do business with the Lord for things that I need to repent of. And I can't truly move forward in the Lord if I have these these things that that I might not even been aware of or just are plaguing me. You know, they keep tripping me. And so I've had to... Uh, look at my own self. I had to, re- I've had, I had to repent. I actually have to call somebody and, and apologize for something that I did the other day. And I thought I was completely right. But again, in this council yeah. that I'm, that I'm having and that I'm seeking, they was like, Hey, you probably shouldn't have did that. Your the way that you, your thought was good, but there could have been a better way for you to do that. And so if you, and he said this before he got off the phone, he said, if you need to apologize for that, you better do it. Don't, 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 don't not do it. And so, uh, it's just this, this, uh, this heart of repentance. You know, you're talking about loving people, you know, you got to repent. You got to be asking for forgiveness and it has to be sincere. You know, they can't be the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, um, uh, what do you call those things? Youth convention, uh, uh, altar call. Yep confessions to the Lord. It got to be a, a true and sincere uh, change of heart, mind, direction, where you actually can start seeing the change in yourself. And then wow. as you change, people around you will be different. So if that's one advice, that's a piece of that's advice that. that I feel is, will, I think, take us a long way if we have a heart of repentance. Wow. That's good. Yeah. I, I need that. There's, it's interesting, like yesterday and today, there's like stuff I feel like coming up in, in my heart. And I, and I, I feel like that is a word for this season for the church. And so, yeah, I, I agree with that. Kevin, um, before 
actually first, can you, um, pray over everyone, uh, before we close and then we're going to tell people how they can get connected to you if they want to. Man. Okay. Cause you, you doing the connection part. I, I gotta be, I gotta be extremely honest, man. My website is just, it's under construction. So if you try to reach out to me, man, don't, <laughs> don't, don't judge me off of my website, man. Just, just hit me on the gram. If I, <laughs> I send people to Instagram. Yeah. Or some, I, you know, uh, but yeah, let me pray for us. Okay. Uh, Lord, we thank you, first of all, today for just waking us up and and allowing us to be here and to have a voice and to use technology to uh, essentially reach the world. Yeah. So I thank you for Grace's heart to uh, have people who've overcome to come together so we can be an instrument of uh change for others because we know that there's uh these are discouraging times um not just even with the pandemic but just just some days it's just discouraging god and so uh we know that we need to encourage our brothers we need to encourage them not to grow weary and doing good things we need to uh, uplift one another uh we need to we need to pull people towards you sometimes and so i just thank you uh for this podcast and i thank you for the heart uh of your people and so i pray that you would um give us peace as we leave this place i pray that you would uh restore the joy of your salvation in in the hearts that need to be restored and i pray that we would continue to be uh faithful to you and uh, i believe as uh we talked about a little bit today that the fear of man would uh would go away and that we would trust in you so we can be safe. We know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Right. The righteous right. run into it and they're saved. And so I, I just pray for your salvation. Yeah. I pray for your forgiveness and I pray for your love. And so Lord, bring us hope right now. Yeah. It's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kevin. So good. So back to connection. If people want to participate in what you're doing with your nonprofit, if they want to um, like send kids there, uh, if they want to just follow you on Instagram, what are a few ways that they can get in touch with you? On Instagram, you can just uh, at Game Breakers Academy. Uh, That's Instagram. And then you can go to our website, uh, gamebreakersacademy.org and you can find me there. You can contact us there. Uh, but probably the best way to communicate with me is um, through Instagram because you can direct message me. I do know how to do that. Um, yes. Or, or you can email me at yeah. Kevin Nick or, or, or at K Nickerson at gamebreakersacademy.org. I know it's a long one and I'm working on changing that so it can be easy for y'all to, to, Contact me if you want to, but it's K Nickerson. So that's K N I C K E R S O N at gamebreakersacademy.org. And so if you want to contact me or, or just hear, hear more, that's awesome. Contact me there. Is there a spot on your website for people to uh, donate to support or? And is, is that just okay? Cool. So they can find that there. Yeah, okay. We're, we're a fully functioning, a nonprofit organization. Okay. And, uh, we're again, we're still, we're still growing. Uh, I think the 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 sauce or the secret sauce in our and what we do is that 
we have just a small cohort. So we don't we don't believe in trying to reach a thousand kids at once. We believe in uh, just building up the ones that are around you. So we have a, a cohort of 13 young men right now that we that we're pouring into and and we're currently looking for staff and volunteers to help us start cohorts all around L.A. and even Kansas City. Yes. So we can really reach people and and do that work, that connection. Make sure. Yes. So if people want to like be a volunteer, is that all on the website too? To get it's it's in process. It's getting there. I I literally was talking to my web my web guy. Uh huh. And so if you are, you know, if you want to reach out or you want to help, man, get on Instagram or email me, and then we can find ways for you to plug in yes we have study hall every wednesday if we have yeah yeah we just just good yeah so if you want to if you want to get connected if you would like to serve or help please email uh hit me on the gram i think that's what y'all say still like yes Yes. or you know yeah just do that or you can go to the website and then we can figure it out yes so good and just um another plug you guys if you're in the la area you want to work with kevin nickerson i would definitely if you're in that area i would jump on that um kevin thank you so much i love your heart i love what you're doing this is so good thank you for taking time to share and bless people so grateful thank you for having me so good Overcomers Unite. Woo! (laughs) To connect with Kevin, click on the links in the show notes. We only have a few more episodes left in this season. And I want to say thank you to you, our listeners, and to all of our guests for contributing to this podcast. Stay tuned for special announcements coming soon. Finally, I'm going to invite you into a blessing. I'm going to invite you to open your hands in a posture of letting go and receiving. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. May you experience peace and joy today. Until next time, bye.